This podcast is sponsored by PICC, Florida's leading public adjusters for 22 years of handling residential commercial claims in Florida. Dealing with an insurance company when having a property loss can be discouraging. Let PICC encourage you and maximize your compensation. Please call us at 305-956-3666. Okay, good morning. Today's class is in the success of Zivug Tov for Reuben Moshe Ben Miriam. Also in Leunishmat Yerachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, Leunishmat David Ben Frida, and Sion Ben Ema, success and Yerachemaim of Elisheva Ben Avag, Gadiel Ben Elisheva, Emmet Ben Sherid, Amakam Tovbashan, Gadiel Ben Emmet and Shefa Ben Elisheva. Today's class is also in the success of all Koyish Rot to find a Zivug. Just a reminder, the event in um, Ball Harbor is in, God willing, is um, March 10th and 11th in Ball Harbor, and LA is 21st and 22nd. The Ball Harbor event, I believe, is almost sold out, so whoever wants to come in for that weekend, strongly recommend it. It's going to be very, very nice. Steven Eisenberg has hosted the Shabbat, etc. Very, very excited about that. So yesterday, yesterday was actually my son's birthday, and it was also a day that... Uh, I went to a funeral for a, uh, my sister's uh, father-in-law. And at the funeral, he was a, a great man, Lunishma David Mufrida. And I, you, know, you notice, you hear the speeches coming, the, 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 the rabbi of the wall was there. He was a very, very generous person, very, very animated person, very generous person. And at the end of the day, all you hear is what the guy did in this world. What the guy did, he was a very, very, very successful person. What the guy gave and how he affected people's lives. That was the bottom line. At the end of the day, everything else that we worry about, we think about, we obsess over, it means absolutely nothing when you're six feet under. What did you do for people? And what did you give? How, how did you affect people? And what did you give to society? What did you give? What do you, what do you have? What, or even what's, what knowledge do you have for this world? His, obviously, his children obviously got a lot of experience from his father. But that's all. At the end of the day, just think, just think about it at the end of the day. If we begin with the, goal, with the end in mind, which is exactly what Rabbi, Rabbi Nachman tells you when you wake up in the morning, you should begin with the end in mind. This is not really a Stephen Covey concept. It's a Rabbi Nachman concept. <laughs> begin with the end in mind. Like at the end of the day, what you, six feet under, all of this illusions, all of this nonsense that we're going, these fears, these worries, etc., accumulation. And he was a very successful guy. His, his stock account didn't go with him. There was no moving companies at the funeral. It was very simple. It was earth. You, we're born from earth, from Afar, and we go down into Afar. And, and it just brought a lot of perspective. So my, my, really, my goal in this world is really to, to, to do it, affect as many people as possible for the good, Right? It means be less self-centered, affect as many people for the good, and obviously to, 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 to be a giver. And he gave to tons of charities. And he was a wonderful man. So may Hashem give his Nesham and Aliyah. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if you look, okay, what's the end goal? That's all you have. That's it. So that's it. So just think about what you're worried about. Think about today, what, you know, what's bothering you. Think about who you're not making peace with. All that is going to mean absolutely nothing. It will mean absolutely nothing. But if your goal in mind is to affect people's lives for the better, not to be self-centered, to seek peace, and your goal is to be a giver, then you will have at least purpose, and, and you'll have something at the end, the end of it. You'll have something that, you know, you affected people. 
So that's where, that, that's, it, was, it was just a very eye-awakening, somehow perspective. Anytime you go to funerals, really perspective opens. I'm like, okay, what, what, what is, is it really worth fighting? Is it really worth this? What are we fighting about? What are, it, it's just there's so, much non, there's so much nonsense out there. But again, we, we, we're, we're not safe from this. We are not safe from this. Rabbi Nachman tells us constantly that you, in great bitterness, you had peace. And it means in order to have real peace in our lives, we have to go through the bitterness. And we have to be able to, to handle that bitterness well. Today's class is really, really a phenomenal class. Um, we're going to talk about the concept of why people are so argumentative. Why do people always want, are so... You, you know people, there are some people that just, they can't stop arguing. Everything's a problem. Everything's an issue. Where, where is the source of this coming from? Rav Nachman tells us, it's very simple. Part, our blood is part of our nefesh, our soul. Rav Nachman tells us there's a trait of nitzachon. We know netzach itself represents the right leg, right? We know kabbalistically netzach. Every single every single sphera in the in the in the in all the ten sphera represent a positive and also a negative. Netzach, which is the right leg, represents the ability to have endurance. To have to be competitive, to be to go for the win, victorious. But there's a negative part of that, which is means I want I need to win all the time. That means you're not looking at the big picture. You're only looking at the who's going to win the argument. We've always said we can't be right, we can't be happy and be right at the same time, and you can't be in love and be right at the same time. So Rav Nachman tells us no. When there's a trait of nitzachon, always having to win, or always arguing, there's also conflict and strife. So anytime that there's going to be a person who's very competitive and always wanting to win, and always has to prove themselves right, this is a concept that's going to bring you automatically conflict and strife. This trait, where does it come from? This comes from the blood which a person has not yet served God. So basically, you know, you ever hear the guy saying, my blood is boiling, he made my blood boil? Now let me ask you a question. What is the purpose of you learning and praying? It's to calm the blood down. Our job, which we're going to talk about, is when you learn and when you pray, you feel more at peace. People tell me that the classes, they calm them down. They calm them down, they give them perspective, they calm you down. Anytime you're listening to Torah, and you're speaking, praying, that, what that does is it calms the blood down. The blood is constantly boiling, which comes from the left side of the heart. It's always boiling. And if it wasn't for the lobes of the lungs, which is your lungs, that represents the five lobes, spirituality. If it wasn't for the lobes of the lungs, the heart would consume the whole body apart. That means every single time you listen to a class, every single time you pray, every single time you talk to your Creator, you are calming your blood down. So if the, if the blood is calm, it no longer needs to argue with everybody because you're less agitated. All this agitation that we go through today, it comes from the blood not being settled. You ever hear people say, I'm not at peace with myself. So what happens? Everybody has a problem to that. But our job is to constantly work on this. That means when you miss a prayer in the morning, when you miss a class, you're going to be more edgy because what happens? That blood is boiling. 
And that blood has to go somewhere. It's going to go to somebody. Somebody's going to take a hit for that. And you're going to be more triggered by that venti cappuccino with the wrong sugar. You ever see people that just, every little thing bothers them. Nothing can go. They just can't let anything go. You think it's just a, a personality issue? No, it's a lack of spirituality. And that person is coming, waking up every morning with his blood boiling. There's no purpose in this world but either to acquire money or to acquire honor or to acquire his, his habits. He's no better than an animal. Sometimes cities, cities should be called the, 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 you know, the Brooklyn Zoo. Sometimes it looks like humans, but there's no better than an animal. It means if you're not working on yourself spiritually, you are no better than an animal. You're no better than a lion. You're no better than a, than a bear. You're impulsive. That happens to us. And we all get this, by the way. When we miss three, four days, when we miss, when we're off our game, we just get agitated. Why are we so agitated? It's because we have not humbled ourselves. The blood that you use every single time you pray, every single time you learn, what that does is it calms you down. And when you're calm, what are you looking for? Peace. If you're in a calm state, what are, you, what are you trying to attract? Peace, aren't you? At the end of the day, we're not, we're not trying... If I'm at peace, if I want to be left alone, I want to be at peace. You're not attracting fights, right? Opposite. You want to, be, you want to maintain that equanimity, that peace of mind, no matter where you are. But to the extent where we don't have, we don't have any spirituality, we're not, we don't have a time to pray, we don't have a time to learn and raise our consciousness, then all we are is, is exactly what we are constantly agitated. And what happens is, is this is not like a refill. This is like a daily thing, by the way. It teaches you daily you have to work on this because if not, the blood's going to boil. So that's exactly what Rabbi Nachman's saying. Because your job is to exert yourself in learning and learning and either learning and praying that's why it's difficult for yourself, by the way. And the more difficult it is for you, it's because the more you need to do it. <laughs> do you understand? The more you need to do it until you completely nullify yourself. And now when you're completely nullified in yourself, you can walk into a room and people can yell at you, scream at you, and you're not bothered at all. Because you're calm. But if you're holding that blood and that person just says the wrong thing to you, boom, you get agitated. We are, again, we are all like that. We are all under stress. But at the end of the day, it's not, you're, we're, the problem today is, again, we're too focused on the pill for an ill, too focused on the, the stress of the world instead of saying we need to become better. We need to get to a state of equanimity. We need to get to a state of where we're calm. And then we can take on, we can take on the world. Rabbi Nachman has already told us, number one, you're not going to have peace without bitterness. Number two, everybody in your family is part of a nation just like the world. There's always going to be conflicts. So at the end of the day, we're, we're sitting here in a situation and, and we think, okay, let's run to this country. Let's run to that country. Every country has its... And this is, this is a very tough pill to swallow that there's really nowhere to run. There's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to run. And if you don't get married, then the, the war will be in your head. Then the war will be in your head as a single person, thinking about how lonely you are and how you're never going to get married. There's a war everywhere, Rabbi Nachman's telling you. But I have to get to a point where I at least can sit there and completely nullify myself where I'm no longer affected by people and I don't need to argue. How easy would that be? Imagine that. Yesterday we said to the class, imagine what your life would look like if you didn't have to have fear of anything. Imagine if your life, if you weren't affected by people. Again, these are two things that, re that really, really take away our energy. But at least Rabbi Nachman gives us a clarity and a goal where we can go to. 
okay, at least I, have, I can build ratzon, I can build desire if at least I have a goal where I, where I need to go to. And then I can at least create a plan and strategy and say, okay, I'm going to wake up at 5.30 now to be at peace with myself and I need to calm myself down. At least I have something where I can at least go to instead of being lost and not knowing what to do. So it's extremely important that without that combination of Torah and field, we're going to explain to you why those specific things were not just meditation. Mm, again, that just puts, puts a pause button on things. And why, you know, certain things like exercise are great, they get relief, but what, the, the, the bottom line is the blood still has to calm down. And the blood is very connected to your soul. And your soul is very connected to speech. As it says, my soul spoke out. So you can see where this all is working. Each person must eliminate his having to always win and argue and pursue peace. This is specifically for men more than women because men, somebody has to take back off. If the man is not backing off, there's no way. I mean, the apology ratio between women to men, except if you're in the Persian community in, 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 in Beverly Hills, is usually 100 to 1. It's usually 100 to 1. If everybody gets offended by this comment, too bad. It's usually 100 to 1. That means if you're... Why? Because this is the way God made it. You will apologize 100 times, and your wife will usually apologize one time. In the Persian community, it's usually 100 to 1. They're apologizing 100, and the guy's apologizing to 1, which that, that itself is, I have no idea what's going on there. I don't even know why they're asking me to speak there. But, anyway. <laughs> anyway. They want me to apologize. Maybe they want me to, maybe they're sending me out to apologize. I said, listen, it's Beverly Hills, I enjoy, I love Beverly Hills. So anyway, the bottom line is, we're trying to add some humor to, to take the edge off of life a little bit. I think we all need to do it. It's extremely important. To Rabbi Nachman's advice, each person has to eliminate himself from having to always win and argue and pursue peace. That should be your end goal. Why? Because the Holy One, blessed be He, found no suitable vessel to contain except for peace. Is that enough of a reason? Do you understand? Is that enough of a reason? Another Stephen Covey concept, right? Win-win, right? Win-win, you have to think win-win. That means you win, but the other person has to win. I win when I have peace and my creator wins. So at the end of the day, I'm going to win because that's where all the blessings go. So that's another concept that we always have to think win-win. I can't win and you lose. There's no way I will win and my creator loses. I would need to focus on my creator winning and then I will automatically be winning because I'm a giver. But the end goal is I have to go and pursue peace. But think about it. If you're a very argumentative person and you don't have spirituality, how can you do that? How can you, how can you back off of an argument? How can you let things go? How can you give the other person the benefit of the doubt? If you have no gas in the tank to understand these concepts. Sometimes... People ask me to do Shalom Bayit and, and they have no gas in the tank. I said, how could I even help you? There's no, there's, no, there's, no, there's no doubt. So it's extremely important when you are single, you need to understand peace is the number one thing. Peace is the number one thing. We are not telling you to be codependent. We are not telling you to become a, uh, a floor mat, but we're telling you to look at peace as the ultimate goal 
is peace. Why? Because when there's your creators in the house, when your creators in the house, in your life, you have blessings. If there's no there's no peace, there's no blessing. Financially, everywhere. By the way, this affects your your creator says there's no blessed be has no suitable vessel to contain except for peace. And peace is attained by reciting many words of Torah and prayer. When I'm reciting Torah, right now I'm creating, I'm calming my bloodstream. I come out of a class very enlightened, very empowered. I'm less likely to be triggered after coming out of a class and having a very strong morning. My mornings are completely crazy. There's so much injection of spirituality that I know at 9 o'clock I'm a different person. I have my Hezbodedut, I have my class, preparing, mikvah. I have so much spirituality in the mornings that I'm super calm. But if I don't have that morning ritual, you can't, I'm a different person. So when you're asking me to come earlier, why I wake up so early, how you do this, how does it hurt you? It's very simple, because I know if I don't do it, what my day looks like. That's, that's the answer. That's the answer. That's the real answer. So when you're asking yourself, well, at the end of the day, if you don't have any way to calm yourself, then how are you going to deal with the world itself? There's a lot of challenges across the board. When conflict exists, peacemaking is necessary. And you also have to believe that Rabbi Nachman's teachings, they, they can heal you itself. There's a teaching itself that has healing. The person who makes peace is the aspect of raising Mayim Nukrin. What does that mean? Okay. Gemara says that a person who shuts his mouth in, in, in the face of an argument, it's considered like he redeemed the world. What? Redeemed the world? That means if I shut my mouth in the face of an argument, it's considered like I redeemed the world. What happens? You became now a giver. You brought peace. You, thought you put your creator in mind first. So what is my nukra? When I'm making peace... I'm raising, the, the, way work, the way it works in heaven is like we said before, I have to do an arousal from below and there's an arousal from above. So basically when I give you the benefit of the doubt, God gives me the benefit of the doubt. The same thing as the Tomer Devor concept. To the extent that I give the benefit of the doubt before people, I give the benefit of the doubt above. So to the extent that I'm, I'm not making everything about me and I give a person benefit of the doubt, I am making peace. I'm actually creating an arousal, which will cause an arousal for me. Every time you do a good deed, there's a good deed above. That happens for you. Every single time you hold a grudge, upstairs they do the same exact thing. We are mirroring worlds. Any difficulty question one has is the aspect of machlochet. It's because his heart is divided. And cholkim is the aspect of argument. So Ramachan tells us that all the arguments come because we are not at whole with ourselves. We have a machlochet in our own hearts. What that practically means is when I'm at peace, I can recognize your limitations and, and I can say, yeah, maybe he's having a bad day. I don't make everything about me. But when we're not at peace with ourselves, we are always seeking, we are always seek, blaming others for people. So it's extremely important, this concept. But the, the, the end goal here is not to sit there and avoid difficult people. This is, the, this, is the, this is what happens. And this is a very common concept with David Lieberman. He said it beautifully. 
his two daughters were fighting, and one of the daughters says, Daddy, I don't know her name, Ref, Rebecca, Rebecca hurt me. So what did David Lieberman say? Normally the father would say, Stop hurting Rebecca! Correct? That would be the normal response that we would all do, right? He, said, he asked Rebecca, What were you so bothered by that comment? What bothered you so much about it? It has nothing to do with you. She's a little kid. She doesn't know what she says. Wow, what a way to teach a child that don't make everything about you. Is, 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 is Rebecca not going to be guaranteed to have a problematic child at school or a problematic person in, in somewhere else in their life that, that, that she should now learn a tool, stop making everything about you? And notice there's nothing to do with you. You're, you have to worry about your opinion of yourself. What other people think about you, it's none of your business. But of course, we make it our business because we, we have a seek for approval in life. We are human beings. But at the end of the day, you can never fix this issue if you are not raising your consciousness through a combination of Torah and prayer. That is the, that is the cause of the problem. The cause that you want to argue in the first place is because you have no, there's no, you're, you're in a very low consciousness. You're not internalizing the prayers and, and it's not changing you. Prayer is not for God, it's for you. It's for you to change, for you to see things greater. Like that funeral yesterday. Opened up my perspective. Like, whoa, 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 all of a sudden this problem didn't really mean so much. That problem didn't mean so much. At the end of the day, this is, what do I have? Creator of the world, am I giving enough to the world? Let me work more on my podcast. Let me affect more and more people. So I was thinking about it. That's all at the end of the day is going to happen. All of it. Nothing else will be there for you. Zero. Do you understand? Nothing. Zero. Not even socks will you take with you. So when you, when the purpose of you learning something, it's extremely important. You cannot have the attitude today where people have and saying, well, I learned this. is not for me. No. You have to find, just like you, you, you have YouTube, you have 100 speakers, you have Joe Dispenza, even not, you have Tony Robbins, Les Brown, you have uh, whatever these guys are, Lex, whatever these guys are. Find the one you like. You can't just say, hey, this is not for me. Because this is connected to you. If you're Jewish, this is connected to your soul, and this is a Muna. Torah is a Muna. So you have to find, whether it's Chabad, whether it's, whether it's Breslov, whether something has to connect to you, and you have to go all in on it. And you have to really, really go in on it. Because that's connected to your soul and that's what's going to heal you. What's going to heal you is these words. These Torah words. So find the podcast. Forget what the guy looks like. Forget what the guy... It's what's connected to your source. What are you connected to? What speaks to your heart? That's what you need to go into. And then you need to go into these words and believe in these words until you completely nullify yourself. And when you nullify yourself by speaking and learning, you become more spiritual. As a result, when you become more spiritual, you become more understanding, you become more forgive, forgiving to people, and, you, and you're less self-centered. And that will bring you peace and blessing and healthy relationships. And that's, that's what we have to do. It's more of a preventative. You know, if you're, if you're talking about, you know, many people tell you, well, listen, put, put this thing for your back. Put this thing for your, you know, all kinds of devices for your back. But the problem is, is the posture. If your posture's off 90% of the time, and you're trying to heal your back, that's so you're wasting your time. What's the difference if you put a patch here, you put a patch here? All you're putting is a band-aid on the problem. 
The problem is you are not standing up straight. And that's causing all kinds of issues. So you could buy the right mattress. The problem is, is no, what are you doing the majority of the day? So we have to at least, when, you, when you're learning a class, it's important to be present. When you're praying, it's important to be present because you need the blood to calm down. The blood is the soul. And if the blood is agitated, it seeks to, it seeks to argue and fight. So this is why you'll see the majority of people. If you're asking me, hey, many people ask me, well, Shidduchim, does he have a time to pray? Does he have a time to, to learn? Is he growing? No, then you're going to have arguments. I don't, give a, I don't care what he has in the bank account. What, rich people don't argue about money? <laughs> Are you kidding? It's all, they do about, it's all they do is argue about money because there's nothing else to do to argue about. What else is there to argue about? There's nothing, no, no substance. So the, it's very extremely important that sometimes we have this illusion that money will take away your problems. No, money will give you more problems if you don't have a good relationship with money. I mean, if, you don't have a, the, the, if you don't have the ability to give away money and recognize it's not yours and to have a good relationship with money and money is everything to you, then money will be more of a, bring you into a worse of a person than you would if you didn't have it. And that will bring you more arguments and arguments, arguments. And this is what we have to cry about. This is the cry that we've, we've distanced ourselves from our Creator because we've, 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 we've checked in. And if you notice every single holiday that we go through, it's the same thing. Purim, the Jews got comfortable, they stopped, they got into this world. What happens? Annihilation. Back to receiving the Torah with love. That's the miracle. Where else did you see this? Hanukkah. Same thing. Jews became Hellenist. They got comfortable. They forgot about God. They went into this world. Next thing you know, they're about to be annihilated. Miracle, etc. Isn't this the same pattern that we're getting all the time? It's when we lose our relationship with, with, our, with, our, with Torah. And again, nobody's telling you to go and become a... Nobody's telling you. This is an internal thing. This is between you and God. This is a private thing. Nobody's telling you, you have to show it to the world. You need to schedule a time for yourself to have peace of mind, to become a better person, to become a better giver, and schedule a time to, to pray and learn something that you can connect to so you can change your family, so you can change your relationships. But if you can't, all you're doing is arguing with people. And this is a problem. Because if I, somebody has to bring in the sun, somebody has to bring light, somebody has to back off, like he's saying here, somebody has to back off. Now why are we put in these situations in the first place? It's because Rabbi Nachman tells us here that we are in a world that all the sparks in the world came and got shattered everywhere. Part of, the, part of the shattering of the vessels, all the sparks in the world. So all of a sudden, God will put two people in a business to, be, to, do a, to do a deal together so they can raise that spark and give charity. God will give you food so you can say a blessing and you can elevate. We are in a world of lifting up sparks. This is going to happen until Mashiach. So anytime there's a, there's a concept of raising up sparks, if we don't have a good relationship, then that spark doesn't get raised up. Let's say two people are doing business together and one is dishonest, the deal falls through, charity does not be, are not, is not given, that spark is not elevated. Or let's say you, 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 you have food and you don't realize how blessed you are and you don't say a blessing and you just stuffed your face. That spark is not elevated. You're in a world here to elevate sparks. And you do that by being mindful, 
by being, by most importantly, getting to yourself where you are seeking peace. What should you, the resumes, the shidduchim, resumes, the first thing you should put, I am a seeker of peace. <laughs> that should be the first line you should say. I'm seeking peace. I'm not seeking comfort. Because that doesn't mean, hey, I just want peace. I want to live in the Alps and hang out with a you know, bunch of goats. That is not the answer here. It's to be in this world. Remember, we have to go into this world that has problematic people, that has problematic situations, that has stress, that has... Otherwise, we would die of, of complete boredom and we would die of no purpose. And you would have no meaning if you didn't have... It would be the bread of shame. You would be walking in here with no challenges. You would never be able to get the reward for making peace. Because in order for me to give peace, I have to be the one being a giver, not the taker. I have to be the one backing out in, in, in case of an argument. But the real cause of this is not, again, where we are focusing too much on people. We are, it's when we slack in our spirituality do our relationships take more of a hit. Or in cases of women where they don't have that Torah learning, etc., where they're just focusing on where they lack appreciation and they lack their own spirituality to pray. They are commanded to pray. Women in general are more spiritual people. So they have to raise the limit and bring, and their speech could either make them or break them. So if they don't watch their speech and they use their speech to comment and to be jealous and to be vengeful, instead of using their speech to praise their creator, they can cause also this problem. And at the end of the day, all you're hurting is there's no peace in the house. If there's no peace in the house, there's no blessing in the house. And what happens if there's no blessing in the house? All problems come. Sicknesses. All issues in our lives. So if you need a to-do list, here's your to-do list. Schedule a time, just like I've told you. The, way, the shape you're in, I could tell if you're in shape or not. You don't even have to tell me anything about you. I could see your shape is going to tell. Oh, this guy works out four or five days a week. This guy doesn't work out at all. I could tell. Your spiritual shape also is, is, is shown on where? On your face. Why? Because a person's wisdom lights up his face. He has no wisdom. His face is dark. person's wisdom. Look at his face. Tisha B'Av, no wisdom. We don't do this. We don't grow in spirituality. We automatically decline. It's very system. If you're not growing, you're declining. And if you're comfortable, you will be a casualty eventually. To something. But we don't, what we want is we want to rectify this. And this is why the Gemara tells us. I never understood the Gemara says when a person has a chance to study Torah and he doesn't, he's going to have horrible sufferings. Why? Very simple. Because he's not going to be able to raise his consciousness. He's going to look at everything's going to be a problem for him. He's not going to, I never understood why he's, why he's going to have this issue. It's because he's not going to have the right perspective in anything. And when you're walking on with the wrong perspective, you lost, already you lost the game. And why specifically speech? Why it's important to say things out when you say it? In essence, the creation came about through speech. As it says, by the word of God, heavens were made. But as a result of the shattering of the vessels that fell into things, food, clothing, etc., all the pleasures in this world fell into there also. So this is where we have to bring heaven down to earth. When people tell me, thank you for these classes, I'm like, no, 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 no. 
let me confuse, you're confused. I am grateful that I'm doing the classes. <laughs> These classes are more for me than they're for you. Bottom line. <laughs> People th- thank you, what do you think of me? It's more for me than for you. Because now I'm forced to prepare a class, which forces me to study, which forces me to, 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 to not, who knows where I would be. It's more for me than for you. Believe me, it's more for me than for you. The fact that you like it, wonderful. But it's more for me. Because if I didn't have a set time to learn, and another question you can ask, you can ask in heaven, did you have a set time to, to study? Did you have a set time? That's another question they're gonna ask you. Did you have a set time? Did you have a set time to grow, to become a better person? Which is the end goal at the end of the day. So Rabbi Nachman's saying here that these sparks are also the letters, but when one expresses them in speech, they are the aspect of blood. As it says, which corresponds to my soul, for the soul of anything is its blood. This is why we're not allowed to eat blood of an animal, because that's its soul. You're not allowed to eat the blood, because that's its soul. You wonder why you can't eat the blood? There you know, why? Think about why you can't eat blood, because that's its soul, that's the essence of the object. And once he expressed them in speech, my soul spoke out, as he as said above, that, that having to always win and argue stems from a person's blood that is not that a person has not yet served God. He always needs to argue and win, etc. And, and the problem with this is also, don't think that this is comfortable. According to your capacity to be great is your capacity to have conflict. That means the body lifter is not lifting 100 pounds. He's going to 350. And tomorrow he's got to lift 375. So this doesn't mean, hey, I'm learning, I'm still having problems. No, you have to up up the game. You have to step up the game. It doesn't just end... For one guy in his level, okay, it starts at 20 minutes a day. Another guy has to go longer. And it might cost you some sleep. I always told you, you need to sleep when you win. Not, not when you're not winning. What are you sleeping for? What are you celebrating? What are you relaxing for? You sleep when you win. When you put some numbers on the game, then you can, then you can win. But until you, you, until you have not accomplished anything, you have no busy oversleeping. You need six hours and that's it. And you have a responsibility for the world, you have a responsibility for your family, a responsibility for your soul, to be able to have this concept. And this is the greatest way to kill the ego, is by praying and learning. It's the greatest way to kill the ego, and all damage today is caused by the ego. All pain comes from the ego today. And just think about the potential of blessings, the potential of shiduchim, Think about why people sin in the first place, why people do, do, do things, God forbid, with sexual blemishes. It's all sadness. But if you were on your game and you were working towards your game and you were growing, you wouldn't need this. You wouldn't need this. So you can be motivated to go to Tony Robbins. Wonderful! But it's not your, 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 your one three-day weekend that's going to save you. This is why I don't go to those things. Do you understand what I want to go? Because I know it's all about the day-to-day. It's the day-to-day grind. This is, there's no fantasy. There's no need for inspiration. There's the day-to-day discipline and grind. That's what you should be focusing on. You want to go get an injection of positivity for three days, but what are you doing afterwards? What does your day-to-day grind? What does your consistency look, look like? That's, what you're, that's the most important thing. It's not the day-to-day. Because every day you have this new, new Yetzirah that wakes up with you. So even if you come back under the Tony Robbins or the David what do you think? You're going to come back with the Yetzirah right away. The ego left you for three days. 
Okay, you're in a peak state, but when you're in a peak, what's the purpose of being in a peak state? To take massive action so you can get day-to-day, day-to-day habits in the right place. And that, that's what you've got to focus on. We're, we're too focusing on, again, I'm not saying anything bad about people. But if you don't, ha- if the purpose of any of these events should get you to the day-to-day concept. That's why I put the 99% of my energy on the day-to-day classes. And I don't have to do events every single day. What's the, I don't have to go to events every single day. I do them because people tell me I need to do them. But it's more importantly that the day-to-day growth, because that's what's going to help you compound it over time. It's not going to a class once in a while. It's not, I need to feel inspired. It's the day-to-day grind that you need to focus on. So I would recommend you schedule a time. If it costs you some sleep, that's a sacrifice. But it will bring you peace. I'm going to be honest with you. If I woke up at 7 o'clock in the morning, I could not do what I do today. It has to be at 4. That hour is not, 3 hours are not there, I'm out of business. Out of business. Out of business. Doesn't mean you have to be to that level. But this has to be able to. And once you get this right, I promise you the rest of it will be much easier for you. And, and, and I'm telling you right now, Rab Nachman, you can't also shoot for mediocre. That's another thing that people have gotten hit by life so bad that they're just shooting to survive. That's not enough. You cannot shoot to just survive. I just want to survive. And that's not enough. I just want to make it through the day. That is not, that's a poor concept. Rav Nachman tells us we have to begin and extend the day, not shorten the day. When you're saying, I just want to survive the day, all you're doing is shorting the day. You can't just live for the weekends because <laughs> you're not creating anything. You're reacting to things. Hashem bless us all. The practicality of this class is you need to schedule a time where you need to speak, speak and learn where you can get yourself to nullification. To nullification. And what that looks like, what it looks like when you're nullified, time is, is when the peak is when time does not bother you. Is when those days go by and you're not bothered by the time. That's, that's what, or a prayer where you don't even know what, where you are. That's called bittel. That's what Rav Nachman bittel, get, get rid of the blood. And now when you're in bittel, when you're in Bittel, somebody yells at you, I don't even exist. It's a very high level to be at. And believe me, I'm, I'm 100% far from there. But at least it's something I can pray for and yearn to, to be there. It gives you hope when you have at least something to shoot for versus just walking in the middle of the forest and expecting peace. So may Hashem help us all. We should all help to get us all in bittle. Schedule a time. Stop focusing on the, you know, inspiration. Focus on the, the discipline, the disciplined classes. I want you to pray, and I want you to, to, even if it doesn't, if you don't feel like it, I want you to focus on discipline over inspiration. Because inspiration comes and goes. Discipline, I don't care if I feel like it, or I don't feel like it. And I promise you guys, there's many times that I stood here in this class with 
every answer not to do this class. And I still did it anyway. And guess what? The feeling came afterwards. And you see the consistency. And it can be done. But you have to be motivated and you have to be, you have to be disciplined, not motivated, and you have to be driven. You have to have a lot of ratzon and a lot of gevura. Both of those things will get you there. Have a great day.